0: I, I was just, before we got on here, I was looking at the SETI BIPCO Discord, which John visits uh, once every 20 years. Uh, <laughs> like High School like High School Reunion, anyway. We're talking about uh, British Bake Off. I don't know if you heard the news today, and this will be a month old when we talk about it. No. Uh, did you hear about the, well, they're in trouble because on um, the British Bake Off, they had a Mexico Week where the two hosts told stereotypical jokes while wearing sombreros and serapes. Is that my saying that right? Oh. Serapes, yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Oh, so, like, start. what, who, like, Noel Fielding? Or is he still on it? I,
0: don't, I yep. haven't watched it. He's on there. He's on there. You said you got Netflix. Jump jump on there.
1: I will jump on that. I jump. haven't, because, you know, I was, well, I've only... I've not only now. Really now. To, oh, the Netflix not will keep They Have Netflix immediately axed it now? <laughs> no. Uh. No. No i just, just saying <laughs> Well I'll watch up to like the episode Before the Mexican episode <laughs> I'll oh, be like that no was Scottish I cannot week. watch it That, that, was, watch
0: that it. was Scottish Scottish weekly. all wore, wore kilts And uh, and uh, deep fried some candy bars So It's the Seti Bimco Show With your hosts Tim and John This week Tim goes down with the ship Basically, because John told him there was chocolate in the engine room. This is the Sadi Bimco show, the show where we talk about the tragedies of high school in real life and in some bad movies. This week, John's going to have to explain while we're watching an episode of Lucy with no high school students. But I think I know.
1: Well, you 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 know, I I got thinking, and I will make a conscious choice. Actually, I have picked a movie for... The next time it's my time to pick that I will send the link to is on Tubi. Um, That's all I'm saying. I'm not giving away the title. But I realized that with the exception of The Breakfast Club, when I was a teenager, I didn't even like teen movies back then. (laughs) Oh,
0: God. Well, John, uh, did did you read the...
1: Did you read the job description when
0: you uh, uh, applied guess, for this podcast? I guess no. I,
1: I went to my union store. I went to the SAG. <laughs> I went to my SAG rep, and I, he said, "No, you really got to. <laughs> you really got to adhere to the contract." So now yeah. I guess, oh well. I'll start. P- I'll start picking teen movies. Okay. It could
0: be about. T- it could be about teachers, John.
1: Teachers. Well, this one, this one is actually the one I picked. Is actually a '50s science fiction teen movie set. But, we'll, okay. but we're getting ahead. we're putting the we're putting the <laughs> cart before the horse, so we don't <laughs> want to go any farther.
0: The time the time we watched Mayday at, at forty thousand feet is because that uh, Transcom Airlines also owned a lot of high school supply stores. Remember? All yeah, you know
1: what? That, that joke still isn't working. For, I mean, it's it's good, Tim. <laughs> it was good once. The joke. But, yeah. It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, I just picked it because it was something so, that I remember seeing when I was a kid. So I kind <laughs> of because you know, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, so now I'm now, now that now that I've read the fine print on my contract, after you know, Miss Lee threatened legal action. Yeah. I have now. Um, I will now adhere to the contract. Well, did the me, one, but did I you read But I will. So how'd your week go, Tim?
0: Well, I was, I still don't know when it's going to air, but I was on a podcast called Six Unseemly Questions. It didn't air yet. Oh, I recall you saying
1: that you were, I recall you saying that you were going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. But now you have done it. Okay. I have done it. Yeah, I I mentioned it before. How far did you, how many, how many unseemly questions did you get through without getting squeamish? was, (laughs) I'm going to say four or five tops. It, they weren't squeamish,
0: really. Oh, okay. I'm just sad about one of my answers, but you'll see. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give it away. It's, it's on their, their show to show. No, yeah, none were squeamish. I wouldn't say that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, good to
0: know. So, you went on a little vacation. I don't know if you want to talk about your week yeah, or your things to vacation. say or my
1: week. So, I just went over to keep cotton and Nantucket, and, of course, I used to work and live on Cape Cod summers and in, uh, I've, been to I've never been to Nantucket before mm-hmm. I've never been to Nantucket before and it was really expensive oh yeah so expensive that like on the second day I asked excuse me are there any gas stations that sell lamb hot dogs <laughs> which they totally <laughs> blanked on of course would you care to explain that joke to Because that is like an ultra oh. inside joke. Yeah, that's what I, you eat in Iceland. Right. Well, you went did to I Iceland. About,
0: did I talk about Iceland with you?
1: No, you wrote it to me in a letter. Or maybe, I, yeah, I think you wrote oh. it to me in a letter. Well, that's deep maybe, inside, but, John. That's deep inside. Maybe we were, or maybe, maybe we were both still <laughs> on that social media site whose name we dare not speak. <laughs> You're talking about a uh, letter I sent
0: to you. That you did five years ago that you put in the garbage? I can't remember. No, I still have that's, all your letters. I saved things. I still have
1: letters from when I went to Sweden. That's the deep, 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 deep... I have an aerogram. Remember aerograms? People probably don't remember no. aerograms. You're making that up. No, they were these... <laughs> it was like this this flat sheet of paper. It was almost kind of like origami. And you could write a message. It was like writing a letter, but it kind of be like a page. And then there was like a little space on the back where if you wanted to kind of continue it. But instead of sending an airmail letter which would cost gasp 35 cents you could send this aerogram which i think was like 20 it could have been low as 18 cents it may have been high as 22 cents but you get the idea John, yeah, you, you said would, this aer-
0: Aerogram letter is like origami.
1: Are you saying you write a letter, well, you fold
0: it into you an airplane? You fold it and you send yeah, it. And you throw it?
1: You make it into like a bird or a plane. And yeah, you. <laughs> and hopefully the winds are blowing just right where it can make <laughs> Scandinavia. I didn't, so of, <laughs> I didn't get any of those. Sometimes it would take like eight, seven, eight months for them to arrive. <laughs> but no, somebody went to high school and sent me an aer- anyway, but by me, by Aerogram, it had like this adhesive on the sides and on the top. And then when you were done writing your letter and grand, the letter can only be, you know, the page and then that little space on the back that would be covered up. And then you'd fold it up and it's like t- moisten like the really. adhesive edges, seal mm-hmm. it, and then you could send it. It's and- so like I don't know, like I don't know, like I remember before we like got confirmed in the church, and uh, so this would have been like fifth grade, I think, is when we got what? confirmed. They, we had to send up. We had to like. Tie a note to a to a helium balloon, and we sent it off. And
0: yeah, no they fact. went
1: and like somebody said, like a few years earlier, some girl had without riding her horse in Connecticut and found one of the balloons with a note on, it, and she got up with the person. Who I never saw that balloon again. Never heard from anyone. Well, slow probably, down, probably, <laughs> probably, probably, slow <laughs> down. Catholic school, we put notes in balloons. We sent them up to God. It was for confirmation. Yeah, it was. For, it was the actual church. We didn't do you that. You you got confirmed. Like, some churches did it, like, when you were in seventh grade. Our church did it when you were in fifth grade. I don't know why. I'm just but, saying um, we didn't
0: do the, the balloon thing.
1: We did. We sent it off, and you just tied it. It was, like, an index card, I think. And you just, like, punched a hole in the index card, wrote your note with your address. There was a ribbon on the balloon. You tied the you, – you, you, you threaded the ribbon through the punch hole in the index card, tied it off, and let it go. I'm guessing probably mine okay. like wound up with like some homeless people in the Bronx or something. You know? <laughs> I never heard from him. I don't and maybe know. it's a good thing. They may have shown up they may have shown up at our front door looking for a place to crash. But where we're talking, where am I we're going talk,
0: with this? We're talking about airmail and words that fly through the air. Today oh, yeah. words fly fly through the air without letters. It's called Twitter
1: and email. I know that nobody ne nobody would would get it. I can remember once getting a letter Normally, letters from New York to Sweden would take about mm, six days. I remember once I got a letter in four days. That was like that was a record. Wow, mm-hmm. that Somebody was day must, day. must have just gotten to the plane just on time. <laughs> the pilot wasn't drinking, it's and Transcom got Airlines. right over. It got right over to Sweden in four days. <laughs> that was the record. Normally, it was like six to seven. It was Transcom Airlines. They had a lot of chili. Two balls of chili. A lot they had chili and, and you know, people shooting each other up and. Then they have to land in Salt Lake City, and then they have to land in Dubuque, and then they finally get to Chicago, and then they get to, to stop in Greenland or Iceland.
0: We're talking about letters that you used to send, like, please, don't lose my address. Write me back. I will write you. And today, on Twitter and everything, you're like, I'll block this person, block this person. I hope this person doesn't find my email address. how this
1: person <laughs> Or do what I, you? I do. Don't go on Twitter. <laughs> I think I have, I think I, like, follow... I've seen nine people and one of them is the Seti Bimco show and one is you and I think <laughs> one is Gene and I think I have like six followers and I don't even know what my Twitter handle is because it's like whatever whatever, <laughs> like, whatever like automatically generated i just like yeah I'll take it so it's like <laughs> Jay Kelly and then like seven numbers which I could never remember in my lifetime I was like you know what I just don't anyway, have time for this Wow,
0: well, that was that was the classic male bit by Tim and John by Tim and John.
1: Are you done telling, talking about what happened on your trip? I think, <laughs> I think so. I'm blaming. I'm blaming it on my COVID booster. Oh, did you did you drag
0: your friends to five stores to buy socks? Or I mean, did you go with somebody? Or, no, no. Or you don't have to tell myself. me what happened. Oh, okay.
1: I just went by myself. I have a very wealthy friend who has a house on Nantucket, and I found with wealthy friends never the ask them. I can't tell you. I have to tell, I could tell you then I have to kill you. But, anyway. um, I find out with my wealthy friends, I never ask them for anything. Eventually they will offer and they normally do huh. offer. It might take a year, but eventually they mm-hmm. will offer. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe okay. I'll go up to, New, maybe I'll go up to New England. Maybe I'll go up to Canada. And I was kind of going back and forth for a couple of weeks. And then finally, well, why don't you just use the house in Nantucket? And I was like, oh, that would be wonderful.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed.
1: It. I'm glad. It, well, I'm glad it was uneventful. I expected it was very uneventful. It was more like I did. I got a lot of writing done. I got. Um, I, I've gotten back and I've, I've started using the uh, meditation app again. As a matter of fact, I had now my schedule's all messed up. My, I go back on my regular schedule starting tomorrow, but like I had today off, and then I had Sunday off, which yeah. I never yeah. get Sundays off. So like I had Sunday off, and and. And they texted me, of course, could you come into work? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm getting in touch I mean, with my spiritual self. I am almost to a state of zen. Geez. No response. No yeah. response. Did you really write that? I did. <laughs> I figure I'm not coming in, so, you know. No <laughs> response.
0: While in Nantucket, did you go see where uh Kennedy's I killed some, for- killed
1: some whales. Killed some whales. They got a thing out there, you go out and kill whales. It was wonderful. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I got the to man touch. the harpoon. I got the man the harpoon. I missed. I missed. But, you know, eventually somebody got one. It was great. I'm sure. Beautiful creatures. Majestic creatures. It was awesome. You and were, they put up a fight when that harpoon hits them, let me tell you. You were only killing them because they were in wheelchairs,
0: right? You're just no, double. they weren't. No, we just wanted two. to kill We
1: wanted to kill we wanted, the, we wanted the authentic, historical Nantucket experience. And what could be more than killing One of God's most beautiful, majestic creatures. It's easier
0: to to kill Harpoon the whale in the wheelchair. I just try that next time.
1: I guess. I will. I'll keep that in mind. I'll make that suggestion to the captain if I ever go back.
0: Did you go see where Kennedy uh, sunk his Volkswagen? No, no, I'm sorry. That was a joke.
1: That's that's, that's Martha's video. That's Chappaquiddick. And I have seen that bridge before. Which actually, and that was like 30, 31 years ago. Was oh, yeah. when I saw that, and they were just letting it like Fall decay top. and like just like like just like crumble into the the, the inlet there. So it Man, may not yeah. even still be there. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't kill it, assassinate it, like they did Marilyn Monroe, like they did Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, they found Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> anyway, I don't know, Tim. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't end yes that. But anyway. <laughs> Yes, and, John. Oh, yes, and. See, I can't
0: even do yes. that. But, John, my week. So sometimes, I'll make this quick. Whew. So often, we eat outside Saturday morning, breakfast. Jean and I, my wife and I, and maybe some friends join us, and we can bring the dog, and you sit outside. hmm um, And since the pandemic, as has happened, like a lot of workers change, the, the wait staff is turnover is kind of big. Mm-hmm. So, I order always uh, what is called the I won't I won't name the restaurant. Let's well, call it Allen's. I call I get the Allen breakfast. It's eggs and toast and home fries. Uh huh. So when the new waitress came, this got taken off the menu because of the pandemic. I don't know why. It's the simplest meal to make, and they kept making well, it yeah. for me. They kept making it for me, and the new waitress came, and I said, "It's not on the menu, but I get this, the Allen breakfast." She goes, "Oh, oh, I know. They told me they." They call you the Eggman
1: in the kitchen. I am the Eggman. Then they play, I am the no, walrus. But, but it was, I am the Eggman. I am the no. walrus. That's what I would have broke out in the song
0: about. <laughs> no, I'm like, it's breakfast. There's, there's eggs Benedict. There's eggs sandwich. There's eggs whatever. That's what we're all ordering. Why am I the Eggman? I've never asked for extra eggs. I've never complained about the eggs.
1: I, you just want uh-huh. eggs.
0: Yeah. You don't but want them in a sauce,
1: you don't want them on you don't <laughs> want you don't want them poached, you don't want them on salmon, you don't want them you just want
0: they they need to think up better nicknames at this place, the wait staff. I mean the kitchen staff. Oh,
1: okay. So you're, I don't upset know about, you're upset. You're so, upset about your nickname. My nickname. Oh, this why did a, they call me the this Eggman? Is, this is a sitcom. This is a sitcom episode just waiting to happen. Like you don't like no, the nickname that the kitchen staff has given you, and you start like doing different things <laughs> when you go in. So they will give you a new nickname, like I don't know. You walk like hula hoop guy, and you walk in, and you're like, you got a hula hoop around <laughs> your know, waist. God. and
0: <laughs> What a you know.
1: terrible episode. No, seriously. And then it'd be like, oh, I don't know, Brill Cream Man, or I don't know, we'll figure out something.
0: <laughs> no, I'd probably say, like, I understand they call me Eggman down at the fertility clinic because, you know, they use up a lot of my t- material. I'm in demand. The, like, ladies read that I'm a New Yorker cartoonist. Uh, my uh-huh. Wikipedia my Wiki page was taken down, and I have a podcast. They want Any my
1: City. I think it's the podcast. <laughs> i think it's a podcast so, they call me yeah you know, the they, you know, they pay a lot of money for eggs they pay nothing for <laughs> sperm from what i hear like there's sperm all over the place oh yeah it's everywhere eggs least, are very that's... eggs are eggs are a hot commodity
0: but yeah oh and they call me egg man at the beach because that one time i accidentally stepped on all those endangered turtle eggs just once, happened once, but at the beach, you know what, I'm known you, as Eggman.
1: You know, what, ninety percent of them wouldn't have made it to the other end of the beach anyway. They get flipped <laughs> over. They get flipped over on their on their shells behind the eaten by, by seagulls. The birds and they get eaten by the seagulls. You just, you know, you just, you just, you just, <laughs> just sped up the inevitable. I did. Also,
0: John, I'm I'm uh, in that Beatles tribute band. You know what they call me? You
1: are the Eggman! No. You are they call the me, Eggman! They call me the walrus. See, it makes no sense. Oh. I thought you were going to say, like, they call you, like, you know, the Egg McMuffin at McDonald's. I thought they were going to tell me that they called you Paul McMuffin. Paul
0: McMuffin what?
1: Paul <laughs> McMuffin. You lost me. Paul McCartney, <laughs> Paul McMuffin. oh That's right. See, there was a guy in the Beatles called Paul, Paul McCartney. He played the bass a lot. <laughs> And uh, I he, he wrote like a wrote a song called Yesterday, and you wrote a song <laughs> called uh, Let It Be. And then there were like three other guys in the band, but I don't remember their names. But there was a guy <laughs> called Paul McCartney in it. And so see, Sorry. you're the Egg Man. There's the Egg McMuffin. Ah, is a tasty breakfast sandwich at McDonald's. So you're, Paul, you're, Ma- you know what? Never, you know what? <laughs> yes. If I got to explain, if I got to explain this, never mind. John, you're never so mind. nice. Would you, fart fart in my elevator? Elevator. <laughs> you know yeah we get that but geez i thought that was so clever paul mcmuffin it was no never to... mind no i it's <laughs> it's it, it, it so me, nice it, it, it took me 15 seconds to deliver the joke and then like a minute and a half <laughs> to explain it i mean i got distracted by b i got distracted by b john i'm sorry tim <laughs>
0: before we watch what you want to watch I kind of interjected and said let's watch a very short film about high school and you people may know these films they were made from the uh, 40s to the 80s they're called coronet films and they usually were about like why am I growing hair down there <laughs> what what do I do at a party it's all these teenage films very goofy we watched and I said let's watch this one called control your emotions because it relates to the what John wanted to watch, which is an episode,
1: a later episode of uh, the Lucy Show, or was it here? Lucy or was show. It here's Lucy, or was it here's Lucy? I'll figure it out by the I time am. we get there. I've I got think it, here's I've Lucy got it was seventies. Here, it was the Lucy. Sh- it was the Lucy Show. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah. Show. So yeah. this, we're just going to talk
0: about this film real quick.
1: Yeah, no, because quick. it's about what, like a, a an eighteen minute film, if that, thirteen minutes, I believe. Oh, but I saw deeper meetings in it. Of course you did, but we won't talk about it long. It's about Jeffrey, and I and I I might add and I might add some plot twists while we're talking about it.
0: Okay, (laughs) so it starts with the doctor and the metaphor of fire because that's your emotions out of control.
1: Right, it's like a forest fire uh,
0: or a brush fire or something. Yeah, a brush fire, Mm
1: -hmm. and the
0: doctor is talking about rage, fear, and love. Now I blanked out. Do you think this doctor? Do you think
1: this doctor (laughs) was? A.R. Lauer, PhD from Iowa State (laughs) College. He was the educational consultant on the film. Or do you think he was just, do you think he was just like an actor with a lab coat? What do you think? He looks looks similar and dressed the same as the doctor on
0: summer camp. He does. (laughs) You remember? He does. So, yeah.
1: I he think was kind of creepy looking. Like my mother would, my mother, in my mother's words. He looks like a toucher. But anyway, let's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> let's go on. I just had, the, I had that question. I knew it was right at the beginning.
0: <laughs> well, the, the doctor talks about rage, fear, and love, and I forgot what he said about rage. But fear is the result of loud noises. Did you notice that?
1: For it was loud noises
0: and uh, separation.
1: Separation and loud noises. I think he was talking about like in, in like the infant stage, how these oh. these are like the three basic emotions you have at birth. Okay. Oh. So yeah, I think I think was the gist of it. I was distracted by B. So I missed, but the...
0: he wants to talk about having a well-rounded personality. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Jeffrey Moore. And Jeffrey Moore is, I guess, at a coffee at a soda shop with his mm-hmm. two friends. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna go on a triple date.
1: Triple date, so, not double date, but triple date, Yeah,
0: these, these kids are already out of control. I think that's too much emotions.
1: That's, that, you know, triple date, orgy. It's a fine line, but it's a line. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it is. You know, it goes, it goes, you know, date, double date, triple date, orgy. Okay. Quadruple date. Oh, yeah, an orgy. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stepped on the joke again.
1: That's all right, Tim. <laughs> Paul McMuffin. That was hilarious. <laughs> Triple date, orgy, uh, burning man. Uh, Caligula. (laughs) Yeah, Caligula burning man. Yeah, there you go.
0: (laughs) So uh, Jeff is going to give them a ride. And I don't know what happens here, if you understand it. But he just says, well, let me mix up a. A potion for you—is that what said? Or a drink? And he just starts uh, pouring what, co- what, coke. Soda
1: sort of jerk, jerky of the drink—I can't remember. Yeah, now,
0: something like that. Yeah. He starts pouring coke into two glasses as fast as he can, as if he's five years old. Not—is he supposed to be fifteen? Maybe sixteen? Uh, well, he had to be he's sixteen th- if he was driving, right? Yeah. Well, this is the fifties. They didn't care. There's like nine-year-old oh, okay. kids working in the in the coal factory. You know, <laughs>
1: you could smoke it. You could smoke in a hospital. <laughs> Who knows? Like the while the doctor was operating, he would be smoking. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> And yes, women. All doctors were men. Yeah, sorry. This is the 50s. sorry, Geo- sorry. You could be secretaries and stewardesses, <laughs> or housewives, Homema- trans- homemakers. Homemakers.
0: You work-, work for Transcom Airlines. You could. You Make couldn't credit- have your own credit card. <laughs> no. Wow. So. Uh, so he spills the drink, and everybody's upset with him, and he's. Uh, He's surprised by this. He's angry, and he's running home to take a shortcut.
1: Well, so, yeah, he gets angry by it. He pulls out a hunting knife and stabs his friend in the abdomen. Really? I missed I'm him. adding plot points. The, 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 this film's got to get spiced up a little time. Yeah, we got to get through it. But he okay. runs
0: home. Uh-huh. He runs. He, he trips on some wet grass because some idiot is watering his, his lawn.
1: But he's, cutting through, the, he, but he's yeah. cutting through the guy's
0: yard. Yeah, anyway. The shortcuts are a mistake, and uh, that's right. So he, get, Haste he gets, makes waste, to, I think, is what they say. <laughs> yes, gets home to start the car, and the car won't start, so he gets more enraged. And he takes
1: out a crowbar and smashes the windshield, <laughs>
0: smashes the windshield that doesn't work. And then he goes in to see his mom. His mom
1: made his daughter a nice dress, and the daughter's and he like, he bludges like, his mother to death <laughs> with a hammer Josh. and stabs her multiple times, like the drummer from the Muppet movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus, okay, I'm sorry, Ted, go ahead.
0: <laughs> He's mad. Yeah, anyway, the daughter thinks she's going to be a model. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> uh, oh, and then brother.
1: Let's see. How, a... Let's see how puberty goes before we start making <laughs> <Right>. long range plans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forget her name.
1: You know, but I can't uh, remember. Any, there were a lot we of only, characters in a very short film.
0: We only know Jeffrey. And then he finds out his younger brother <laughs> has stolen a letter that he wrote.
1: Who gets Probably letters? Of, who yeah, gets, who letters? gets letters?
0: Well, somebody folded into a paper paper airplane and flew it from across the street. <laughs> yeah. So he chases his little brother around and almost hits him with a... Uh,
1: he takes a he's, wooden he's, hanger and he bashes his yeah. skull in. He's getting all mommy dearest on his little
0: brother there. Yeah, with the, yeah.
1: How do you like? How do you, how do you like how I'm? How, how do you like I'm like you know adding these plot points? I think I think you this is the film it. that should have been made. It should have been blood splatters
0: everywhere. Oh, it would have been awesome. So then they go back, and Jeffrey does everything right, right? Uh, which is you know boring. He checks out the car to see if the battery's dead by turning on the lights. Doesn't work. It battery's is. dead. He laughs at his
1: little spill in the in the soda shop. Yep, and. Uh, nice to his sister nice He's to like, his brother and
0: uh well he makes the well, trade kind be- he kind of blackmails his brother though yeah yeah i'll smash
1: your <sighs> airplane like, listen, what is he gonna do with this letter. airplane yeah exactly i got your <laughs> mile airplane you want to see this again <laughs> okay <laughs> but then he did say i'll drive you to the movies tonight on my way to my triple date slash yeah. orgy again 50s he doesn't
0: ask what the movie is doesn't ask the mom it's probably uh mm. for the hell of it. It's
1: probably one of those uh, probably one yeah. of those uh man on man game yes. <laughs> that, that you that your professor at the Art Institute was restoring. Right. Whoops! Whoops sorry, <laughs> Billy. I
0: do want to say, real quick, mm-hmm. I went down a rabbit hole and I watched an, another Cornet film because it stars Dick York. Oh Dick Dick York is a teenager and and here's the, the odd thing about it was, so it's called Shy Guy. Anybody out there can look it up on YouTube. Uh, and he's a new kid at the school. He's like, oh, how do I make friends? But really? he looks and acts exactly like Crispin Glover did in Back to the Future when he was a, like playing a kid in the 50s. He's, he's got the <gasps> hair down in front of his face. He flips <sighs> it over with his hand. And Dick York, I, I kind of wonder if... Uh, no, Crispin wait, Glover. No, Crispin saw that. Glover. Was like,
1: there's my character. There's my character, or somebody uh, somebody associated with it could have been Back a typical 50s look and act, but you, it could have been. But coincidence, look up
0: Shy Guy, Shy Guy, coordinate Films. I'm right here. <laughs> but the best thing about Shy Guy, you know, his dad's advice because he's like, I don't know people, I don't know if I fit in at this new school. Dad's advice was watch the popular kids dress like they do act like they do and you know join the clubs they, they, they join
1: and just so, fit in so basically <laughs> so basically the advice in the 50s was to just conform yes conform conform do not be different jeffrey do not be you, different your you check one out those, rest- <laughs> yeah
0: so anyway anyway now john
1: now we gotta I, see. You I know, had a purpose.
0: Know. I had a purpose for that. But now we're gonna watch what you want to watch because you got the flu when you were a teenager and you watched this.
1: And that's I why. did, or I faked the flu or something. I don't know. Was I really sick? Did <laughs> I fake it? I think it might have been Channel Five or Channel Eleven, New York. I'm not sure, but you thought anyway. you were gonna see summer camp, but
0: you were gonna watch summer camp.
1: You were was, trying to watch the soft uh-oh. porn. Uh, but Lucy came on But Lucy came on But Lucy came on um, And you know what, I actually couldn't I, You know, I was going to say the name of the episode Was Lucy Meets Joan Crawford Because nowhere in that YouTube Was Ooh. there Like a reference to the title of the episode And then I, like, literally Like, I was on the bus Coming home tonight, I was like I don't even know the name of the episode <laughs> I saw and it And it's actually called Lucy and the Lost Star and it's from 1968. It's on The Lucy Show. Can now, I, Lucy, had two, Lucy had two shows on after I Love Lucy. She had The Lucy Show, and then she had Here's, here's Lucy. Lucy. So this was like the last season. This was February 28th, 1968, which was the last season of The Lucy Show. And then Here's Lucy started in the fall of 68. This is the last episode that Vivian Vance appears in. This is the, I, I did not know that. I knew at that I point didn't. she was like on guest starring on guest starring, what's the word I'm looking for, status? Yeah, just coming here and there. Yeah, she'd come here and there because she was married to that homosexual guy and they were in Connecticut. And uh, it is true. Yeah, I can't remember his name now, but anyway. Yeah, she was married to, to, you know. Is this a true thing or is is this a No, it was a true thing. No, it was a true thing. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. He was an antiques dealer.
0: Okay. So she had a girlfriend somewhere. I can't believe we wouldn't know who her girlfriend was. No,
1: no, 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 no. She actually, I think, was in the marriage. She would know. She was straight. Well, uh, although, see, how this episode came about was Viv, again, had to go to rehab for Coke. Okay, here goes the bit. (laughs) And Joan Crawford had to dry out from vodka and Pepsi again. Right. They met at... They met at the rehab. Now, there is rumor that Joan Crawford was a lesbian, maybe in the throes of withdrawal. Viv maybe finally did give in to Joan's sexual advances. I don't know. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood history is very unclear on this. But she said, hey, Just, you, you yeah. should come to my friend Lucy's show. You can play yourself. Okay. Once you dry out from the vodka and Pepsi. All right. <laughs> John we mm-hmm. we're going to talk
0: about, I want to talk about uh, real quick small uh-huh. tiny I'm going to carve out a little square space
1: uh-huh. and to say something
0: about about Lucy she is troublesome to yeah. talk about because number 1 she's a woman in the 50s who put her show on her way she they didn't want you know Ricky to be on the show she said I want uh-huh. Ricky on the show did her show she they they created Desi Lu <laughs> Studios uh-huh. so I mean it's great that she did her thing and she's a very successful woman back then when it was hard but also, right. oh, yeah. on her show, she can she plays an idiot for her whole career, like a woman who's just totally like crybaby yeah. in the original series and like uh-huh. I, has no, like, hey, maybe I want a career. I don't have to cry to my husband all the time. Maybe I want to do this. Uh-huh. Um, so that part is like, you had to play that character that yeah. was such a bad example, even though you're so successful. Anyway,
1: yeah. I it's think a lot of it was, no, was non threatening. The novel that the novel that it was based on, where that she got the premise of the show on, both she and Viv's character were divorced women, but they decided to make Lucy a widow. It was just oh it yeah, was like yeah. 1960, it was like nineteen sixty. It was like nineteen sixty two. It was just safer, mm-hmm. and it was the it was the same. All three shows had the same writers, right? You right. know, so it was just like yeah, I'm yeah, it was it was like basically. I'm getting that out of the way. Like 20, 21, 22 years of recycled material. But she was in the top 10 all those years. You know, it works. Yeah, it yeah. works for her. She made a lot of money off of it. and <clears throat> I'm just saying that. I'm just getting that yeah. out of the way. So yeah, no, that's great. That's great. You kind of have more of the little squares, Tim. Though. That's really sick of a big square. But anyway, no, that's okay. It's a little square. I call it a little square. I so I'm Lucy and her. the Lost Star, <laughs> the Lost Star being Miss Jerome Crawford. Let's just move on. Um, Let's move on. Uh, uh so it opens up with lucy and viv the car is stalled i don't know did like lucy get a run rent a wreck or something or she just bought the car like for i don't yeah. know 50 bucks from the from like the you know like on the side of the road somewhere this was a terrible looking car it's stalled out huh? in the middle of the country and this relates to control your emotions remember control your emotions what does she lucy didn't... do when the car won't start she takes a crowbar to the windshield and bludgeons <laughs> Viv to death with oh, geez, a hammer darn. and stabs her multiple times. No, that's not what happened. She, she, opens, up the tr- she yeah. opens up the hood, and she's like, "And it's like, well, what did you find? She's like, I don't know. I just see this is how they do it. She doesn't know what she's looking at. So they decide to walk to this house about For a mile rec- and a half back down the road.
0: For the record, John, if I open up the hood of my car— I Mm -hmm. say the
1: same, I say the same thing. I don't know. Uh, Anyway. Gotcha. (laughs) I touch stuff. Like I touch stuff with my finger and pray it's not hot. And I burn my, I just make it look like I know what I'm doing, but like, I've like done that before and like burnt my finger because whatever part I touch is still hot. (laughs) But you can't like, you know, you get, you say you're like, you're trying to control your, you know, like your emotions actually really don't. Although when I had my dots and like, I could, I could change the air filter. I could change the, Fuel filter, I could change. I actually could do a lot of stuff with that. Um, I yeah. could, I could do a lot of stuff with my, uh, okay, with my, with my Datsun. Again, <laughs> not mechanically inclined, but I could do basic stuff like that, which actually would have been very expensive taking to a garage. Yeah, with labor. Touch, so, yeah, you touch, you touch stuff. I touch stuff, but there were st- there <laughs> were stuff I needed. Now with a car today, I couldn't. I I wouldn't Don't. even know. I Don't think touch. you need like a. a Degree in computer science or engineering or something. Yeah. To, your car your, today. Your car is on Twitter. I don't think my car is on Twitter. Is it more active than I am? Does it post? It is. Does it does it twit more than I do? It's not twit. It's tweet, isn't it? Does tweet, my yes. does my car tweet more than I more than DLC I do? Does. Probably, probably. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so anyway, so they go back and they shoot this woman. Mm-hmm. She's got like a kerchief on her head and she's scrubbing the stairs and. And, 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 her agent, and her agent the comes folk. in. Her, her agent,
0: Lou, he's not named, but the actor's name is Lou. So I'm calling the agent Lou. Lou, okay. He comes he's, in. And he's, he's like, I've, like, I've got Joan. this great
1: script for you, Joan. It's called Trog.
0: Is it called yeah.
1: Trog? No, no. Well, see now, you get, no, see, now you're setting up a joke wrong because she's oh. like, no, I have enough money. I don't need to work. <laughs> but then two years later, when she got the script to Trog... She said, I've been waiting to play this part my entire career.
0: <laughs> I'll edit that out, John, that I ruined your joke.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the, the joke got off eventually. Um, and so, so a Lucy, and, Lucy and Viv show up and they're, uh, they're, they don't recognize her first. They're dressed like they're, teenagers. Then eventually then eventually they do recognize that it it's Joan Crawford and they think she's lost all her money mm-hmm. and like because she had to fire all her staff, but the staff was just off her. It was their day off yeah, or something. She you wanted know? to redo the house herself. Right. Very, by the way, um, kind of giving away like what happened to Mommy Dearest, like almost the you know, the obsessive oh, yeah. compulsive cleaning. I mean True. You know, I think I, I think Jones Joan was playing herself. If you She's believe projecting. Mommy Dearest, yeah. which I do, okay. The jury's still out for me, or or not, you know, or not, you know. I mean,
0: it's <laughs> not going to change my life at all. The um, jury's out on me, yeah, yeah. We should judge her because.
1: So they think Joan Crawford's They think Joan Crawford's broke, so they go to Mister Moody. Now, Mister Moody is the wait, president of the bank. Wait, wait.
0: wait I think we. What should are we point waiting for, that, it, Tim? What? What? Lucy and Viv are dressed like like young girls in the sixties. Did you know they the are?
1: Ones? They yeah. They kind of got like the. You're right. Yeah. They kind of got like the almost like, like the, uh, uh, like what was, was it? Barnaby Street or Seville Row in London? Like yeah. kind of that sixties mod. Yeah, like Twiggy or Be, because Mister Mister Mooney calls Lulu, them the, you, the, know. The, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah
0: Mister Mooney calls them the smother's mothers
1: and that gets a big laugh. Like, <sighs> From oh, the cam laughter. Just want to talk about Vietnam. No. Um, no. Because that's what got the Smothers canceled. Yeah, all legend. you all you kids out there. All you kids you, out there, there was a show called The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, got, which it was, was hilarious and it got cancelled because they made a joke about the war in Vietnam in the middle of the war in Vietnam. On CBS yes. at like eight o'clock in the evening. You didn't do that in but the no. middle of the Vietnam War. <laughs> if you wanted to keep your show on CBS during the Vietnam War, do not make a joke about the Vietnam War. Support the the, the military complex. Yeah, support. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Next week they did a they did Mexico Week and they wore they wore sombreros. They wore some sombreros and made Mexican, Mexican jokes. Joke. That was See? that was it for them.
1: Oh, don't do them, Well, John. you know, you know. <laughs> You see, like they know. I mean, Lucy. If you think about it, Lucy Ricardo, was quite a uh, racist. Oh, she yes. would make fun, she would make fun of Ricky's accent all the time. No, I yeah. don't. No, I yes. don't. She would do that. She was a terrible racist, and I love Lucy. <laughs> the show just turned ugly. So, Mr. Yeah, Moody, we, they, we are really they, sullying, sullying uh, <laughs> Lucy Sheffy. No wonder why Viv, No wonder why Viv turned to coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So, Mr. Mooney, they need money from Mr. Mooney. And for those who don't understand, Mr. Mooney works at the bank that Lucy works at, right?
1: Yeah, and she controls the tr- – I think on the Lucy show, he controlled the trust fund that her late husband left her.
0: Yeah, so that's the joke every two weeks. Yeah, uh, so Mr. she's Mooney, like, I I trying need to money. get money
1: out of him, and she's like, no, no, Mrs. Carmichael. Yes.
0: Yeah, so. You never called
1: her Lucy. You always called her Mrs. Carmichael. Gail Gordon. But he-
0: he believes him instantly. Like, oh, you met Joan Collins? She needs money. Okay, Joan Crawford.
1: Uh, Crawford. I did this last time. That's all right. It's okay. I s- secretly. You her secretly back want there. you secretly want to be Joan Collins. <laughs> Although I believe at this point Joan Collins would have been playing Siren on that episode of Batman. Right, if if I'm not mistaken, I don't. You, you're you're Couldn't testing you the wrong. Sci- you're testing the wrong tree. Down. Did you never you never watch the, you never the Adam West Batman? Oh yeah. I, I don't remember them well, though. Oh, well, this was, like, the latest. This might this even have been the season with, like, Batgirl, where there were, like, no cliffhangers. <laughs> like, they would just go and, like, it would just don't be don't one episode. And anyway, she, been, and she had, like, this really high-pitched, like, high-pitched tone that would come out of her mouth, and she'd hypnotize yeah. men, much like the sirens in Greek mythology. Got so it. they called her Siren, yes. And that was Joan Collins, and that would have been about mm. this time. But it's not Joan Collins in this program, Tim. It's Joan, Joan Crawford. <laughs> So, John, uh-huh. here's, <laughs> I'm sorry
0: you're tired, but
1: no, I'm just so, having i'm do, I'm doing this thing as a responsible citizen, getting myself boosted for COVID nineteen, <laughs> and okay, y- you know, you try to be civically responsible, look where it gets you.
0: So, Mr. Mooney, he's a he's an old man, and and Joan Crawford is in this Joan Crawford, this, yes this show and she also starred in the movie Trog and to quickly explain Trog was a movie where they found a troglodyte living under in a cave under England and he wore basically a ape mask from 2001 and he left the rest of his body was like hairless uh, very mm-hmm. bad costume that was Trog so mm-hmm. so this week I did what do Mr. Mooney and Trog have in common John oh. this thing is like that thing uh, I like that Okay, well, let's we'll see if you do like them because here's number what? one the okay, way Trog and one. Mr. Mooney, the owner of a bank, they have in common. So, both Trog and Mr. Mooney, they both hate and kill members of the British sub aqua team. And if you remember uh. Trog, the sub aqua team had to go in and find Trog. Tim, and Trog of course, Trog everybody, everybody
1: remembers Trog. Everybody <laughs> listens to the SETI BIMCO show every week. The Trog episode is a classic, a classic episode. (laughs) episode. It's like, who's on first with Abner and Costello? It's like, it's like, who shot JR on Dallas? The Trog episode is like that big. All right.
0: (laughs) So Trog killed the sub-Aqua team because they're mostly made up of Presbyterians, and Trog hates Presbyterians. He believes that the moon is the one true god. And Mr. Mooney... Mr. Mooney hates the sub-Aqua team because while visiting England, he shared a youth hostel with uh, them and they stole his razors and he was unable to shave his body. Okay, so that's... What? Okay, I'm really confused. Number two will, <laughs> number two will clear this up. Number two. Okay, the second, way, the second reason, the second... Here's the second way that Trog and Mr. Mooney are like. They I'm, both getting light. I'm getting light headed <laughs> They both shave their whole bodies, except their
1: heads. Oh, okay. All right. All right, okay. Little there's known only, facts about Gail Gordon. There's Who only knew? four of these.
0: Only four of these. Oh, thank God. The third I way, mean, oh, great. The third, <laughs> the third way that Trog and Mr. Mooney are both alike is they're both penny pinchers. They are both penny pinchers. They hate oh. loaning out money. Trog hating loading out money to Homo sapiens. He only wanted to loan money to other troglodytes and mr moody uh-huh. ironically won't loan money to
1: presbyterians
0: because you know presbyterians once stole his razor blades
1: right also also at a youth house selling in american And Samoa. here's the fourth way here's the fourth way <laughs> i'm so sorry this bit's over
0: trog and mr moody both refused to appear in trog Two. trog Two: the revenge trog refuses because he was dead and Mr. Mooney refuses because the producers wanted a more realistic drag, and thus asked him not to shave his body. And this is too big ass, too big of an ask for Mr. Mooney. He always shaves
1: his body. Well, he had. I mean, Gail <laughs> Gordon, American character actor, was you know known for his you know shaved torso. That's you know everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. He couldn't like go against character. He never
0: get work nope. again. Three people. Touched his his, his smooth shaved body. That's a known fact. Only three. Only three. We only, we only know and the one person of gave one of birth them. to
1: him. what <laughs> <laughs> was the doctor who gave birth to him? Yes, <laughs> or the doctor who delivered him. Excuse me. So it was like his mother, <laughs> the doctor who delivered him. And we're not going to get into the third because that's mm-hmm. another. That's another. Uh, that's another one of those Hollywood exposes that I'm not going to. In case, you know, the the state of Yale Gordon is still, you know, right. alive. What's we got to see what happens next on
0: Lucy. Joan doesn't want money. She doesn't want charity. So,
1: or is there anything you want to talk about before that? No, he sends her, um, no, she doesn't want charity. She doesn't want to work. She doesn't have <laughs> to until, you know, unbeknownst to her, two years later, the script for Trog would come up. Yes. Across your door, <laughs> um and um they bring her fruit baskets. They bring her uh yes. Was it fruit baskets, and was it actually wasn't it food from a, a grocery store too?
0: Yeah, was it like a big sausage? I think it was, like, think it was like a care. It was like it be like a. It was basically like a care package. It was a corn? Yes, big, he, he, big spent $100. he spent a hundred dollars.
1: He spent a hundred dollars. Saw chips ahoy in there. You spent a hundred dollars, <laughs> and in nineteen sixty eight, for a hundred dollars, you get a house, a car, right, a three course meal, and a prostitute. That was Sarah a lot Lee. of money in nineteen sixty eight, and a Sara Lee coffee cake. <laughs> Sara Lee coffee cake. <laughs> Take <thing, laughs> home to your wife.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, so then what? Then what, John?
1: Oh, uh, then oh. I uh, you in so they decide they, they the get her involved in a variety show for her. what what club is mystery? Is it one of the club mystery? Is it like the Rotary or The Lions or something? Or the Shrine, I can't remember. Anyway, they're doing uh, some sort of amateur variety I the, show. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and if time. they can if they can get if <laughs> they can get the right producer or director to see Joan Crawford, yes. the Do offers will start flooding in. Right. So they do this little sketch where, well, like Lucy and Viv are kinda of like let's say it's, it's like, like a it's a it's a saloon, it's the wild west. Oh um, no John,
0: it's 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 prohibition. They're in a speakeasy. Or pro- oh okay, okay, is that what it, I I, I yeah. wasn't sure. Anyway,
1: yeah, yeah. it's a period piece. It's a period. It's like a merchant ivory film.
0: It's a if period you, if, piece. If you listen to the accents that, that Viv and Lucy are using, you'll know it's... it's oh, yeah. It's Lu- about uh, okay. 90, around 1918,
1: circa Brooklyn. Yeah, because she talks like this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Lucy had used that accent <laughs> yep. before. Yes. Um, and Joan plays like this innocent New girl. country innocent. bumpkin girl mm-hmm. who comes to the big town and... Lucy is, I guess, the girlfriend of the owner of the establishment, and she's afraid of that. What would you think of Joan's accent? She, oh, she was Joan, doing I a bang-up job. That's how she, that's how she <laughs> got trog, man, I'm telling you. They saw that episode over in the UK, and they're like, we found our female lead for trog. That's she it.
0: The, she did the accent. For she could play one, an anthropologist. One, one word per sentence. They're making fun of her and she's giving her gin because she doesn't know what alcohol is. Getting her drunk. Right.
1: right. Wink, wink, nod, not Joan Crawford didn't know what alcohol was. <laughs> yes. I, Viv, Viv, Viv made sure the Raiders snuck that, snuck that jug <laughs> in because, so? well, because when they were rooming at the rehab together, Joan kept stealing Viv's porcelana facial cream. Okay. She's like, oh, I'll get even with her.
0: Somewhere somewhere, George O'Connor, friend of the show, was punching the wall because he's like, porcelana facial cream.
1: I don't even know what that is, John. You don't, know, you what don't know what porcelana is. is? You <laughs> don't remember? Maybe it was your liver spots. I can't remember. Anyway. My <laughs> camera, don't you ever remember the ads for porcelana? I don't. Were you raised in a Soviet bloc country, Tim? <laughs> Probably. How do you not know what porcelana is? <laughs> it was on TV like every
0: hour. If, you, if anyone knows Indiana? what that is, send in an email. I don't believe this. George you, think George, you, think, you think New York Times
1: You think New York Times bestselling author <laughs> in front of the show, George O'Connor? we didn't know what. Where no? was, maybe.
0: No, he would not know.
1: Right. All okay. right. What happens next here? Uh, she gets shot. <laughs> she no, she really did get shot. I know <laughs> the, the character. But they do. She she gets shot, and they, they do, do a they dance unfold. number. Oh, no, that's they what he dancing over. Joan started out in silent movies as a dancer. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get to that. Her first movie was.
0: Art, uh, it's, it's called Extremely Soft Porn. Extremely
1: soft. I thought, Actually, no, I'm not lying to you. It's on. No, IMDb. no, I know you're not lying. <clears throat> because I read a book about the, the feud between. Yeah, I found. I read. I read a book. This is about thirty years ago about the feud between Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, and apparently, yes. Joan had done away. several snuff films, and one of Betty Davis's husbands—don't ask me which one—belonged to a gentleman's club, and allegedly, allegedly. this gentleman's club in—I know if it was in Hollywood, Bel Air, where it was somewhere out there—they had a copy of the Joan Crawford snuff film, and I think uh, that Alleged. you probably didn't watch the Ryan Murphy series Feud. No, I didn't. On FX, no. it was it was. um, Jessica Lange is Joan Crawford, and Susan Sarandon is Bay Davis. It's basically all about the making of uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane, wow, and so. there is uh, like uh, Joan's brother Hal comes to her, and mm-hmm. it, apparently he has a cop- copy of a snuff film, and he's going to bribe, trying to extort her for money. He's going to make the snuff film. No, that is true. Anyway, all right. Yeah, I'm. No, I'm just supporting your. What what would otherwise be a vicious rumor you were spreading, Tim? I have heard that before. No, I have a, a different view on it, but we'll get to it. Okay. A different take,
0: a different take. But you do forget, Mr. Mooney. He plays Scarface. He enter, enters the door like Darth Vader. He he's he's Scarface. He likes the new girl, and thus Lucy shoots the new girl. I'm just giving context. Yep. Don't want to want you
1: think Joan was murdered willy nilly. Willy nilly. And it wasn't so Joan, it was the girl she was playing in the... In the it wasn't as good as the burlesque, burlesque show on that episode of Maude, but it was... Nope, nope. It was, it was, it was entertaining in its own way. Mm, maybe. You know, it was <laughs> what it was.
0: So, because of the benefit, Joan gets all these offers, which she seems excited about, even though she said she didn't want to work. Right. Uh, but, it's the 60s, so fat jokes are funny, and the producers are like... They really want to talk to the fat one. And Ethel's like, oh, me. Yay, they want me for the movies. And they're like, no, the the fat one with the mustache. And uh, Mr.
1: Like
0: Mister Mooney. Mooney yeah, is supposedly wanted by Hollywood. Yeah. Because fat jokes are funny anyway in the 60s still. 70s yeah. too. And 80s. 80s. It never
1: stops. It never stops. It never stops. Now you just can't do it. Now it's called body shaming. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Yes, yes.
0: So, so, um, and that, that was the end,
1: right? Well, no, then, 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 then Joan Mm -hmm. reveals the fact that she's not broke. She's got more money. She doesn't need the job offers. No. And so like Mr. Mooney's like, you know, thinking about the hundred dollars he spent. He's like, but I get, yeah, I spent a hundred dollars on all that stuff. And she's like, oh, well, you know, basically I don't know what to tell you. He's like, that's okay. I'll use it as a tax. She wound up giving it away to charity. She said, Yes, 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 yes. And she said, well. Then I'll use the tax deduction. She said, "I already have," and that was ha, ha big laugh. And that was the closing big laugh. Big laugh. And then the
0: applause. Anyway, now it's it's quiz time.
1: I'll call the it the bibco. Study Q and A Brain twist. Answering quizzes. Theme song. I do you like quizzes,
0: John? I do love brain I'll call it Study Q and A Brain BIM twist. The Bimco. I love quizzes. Answer the Bimco Brain Twister theme song. So this time who who from this episode was voted most likely to be the ceo of a elevator company in high
1: school it can be the uh, kids jo- joan the kids jo- crawford jo- joan okay. crawford because she was always going down oh my god John. oh she was a she was a she was a tramp back in high school <laughs> oh my god anyway hey. tramps she she, hey. she was in charge okay, of hussy. i'm sorry hussy she was
0: oh a hussy god. in high school how's that is that is better she- our show, our show is canceled. <laughs> anyway. me, I think it's Jones' agent that I'm calling Lou because that was the actor. He That's was not raised movie. He was not raised in Florida where elevators were not invented until the 80s. He was raised in New York City where elevators reigned supreme. Elevators were all he could think of day and night. And one night while riding elevators, like he always did, he met a young Joan Crawford and she loved elevators too. They would get high and ride the elevators all night and giggle. But one night, some producers got on the elevator and asked Joan to be in an extremely softcore adult film called The Casting Couch. That is her first film. The man who would become her agent started riding the elevators and getting high with Betty Davis instead. So when Joan found out, she shoved Betty down an elevator shaft, leaving her for dead. And then she made Lou, her agent and confidant, so as to keep her murder attempt a secret. Turned out, Betty Davis survived her fall into the elevator shaft and rose again, more powerful than before, to become Joan's arch enemy, as she fought to the death in nineteen seventy two. Uh, nineteen seventy two, as we all know.
1: So. Gee, I wonder if our I wonder <laughs> if our listeners can figure out which one of us was was. This was the first time they ever heard that question, because my <laughs> answer was like five words, <laughs> totally off the top of my head, and Tim is I like. Know. Like he's entered a public speaking contest. <laughs> well, you know the you know the other two questions. Who in this
0: episode was most likely to have a podcast? Or it can be the short or Lucy. You know the the high school short. Take characters from either one.
1: Uh, I'm going to say the the sister, the sister uh, who does not become a model because puberty is not kind to her. And hmm. <laughs> she does a podcast about what your plan B should be if you do not become a model. Oh, good one! Mm-hmm. What's, house the, po- maker. Just What's the, house the podcast maker. called? Just just oh. barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. That's your that's your <laughs> option. That's your only option, ladies. That was your only option. Nineteen fifty-one, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, and sixty-one and seventy-one. But oh, yeah, okay. go. So, you know, if you're not popping those kids out by the time you're 21, you know, how, how are you ever going to have eight children? Come on.
0: Oof. Oof. <laughs> A rough episode. <laughs> Paul. Rough
1: episode. What was that joke? Paul, Paul McMuffin? Paul McMuffin, which was <laughs> hilarious until you ruined it. Never mind. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Paul McMuffin. So my podcast idea.
0: So the, the little brother of Jeffrey and that uh, okay. in that short, he could still be alive today, even though he'd be, he'd be pretty old. but um, he'd be precocious he'd, he'd be an older guy and he's like, I'm going to start a podcast. And on his podcast it turn, it turns out he was always stealing his older brother's letters. That wasn't just the only letter he stole. He stole all his brother's letters. Mm-hmm. And on his podcast, he would read his brother's letters. That his brother is now dead. And most of his letters were about cars and typical 50s stuff, you know. But he, he also, he wanted to be a stand-up comedian in the 50s. Uh-huh. And he, so the brother's reading his stand-up co- comedy. And it, it's like, here's a sample of Jeffrey's stand-up comedy attempts that his little brother is now reading on podcasts 50 years after he's dead. So you ready? I'm ready. This, is oh, fi- this is 50s humor. You may not get it.
1: Okay. All right. Here we go. We well, break this is myself. one. Of, this is
0: this is one of his bits. So Ever try to start your car only to find out it won't turn over? They'll tell you it's the battery, but I blame it on engine elves. Never heard of them? Well, if any subversives move into your neighborhood, you will. You know, poets, artists, maybe even Jews. If, subver- if subversives like this move into your neighborhood, you'll end up with engine elves. It's definitely because of them. It's not because. It's definitely not because. Of all the, um, well, it's definitely engine elves. Okay. My engine elves. Wait, no.
1: And by engine elves, I mean Jews? I mean, I'm trying to follow
0: this here. My engine elves' troubles are not a result of all the painkillers I regularly steal from my wife and use while doing work on my car. I get so angry about my car not starting. Sometimes I just kill the engine elves with a knife. At least I think they're engine elves. They dress all in green and try to sell me cookies. I, 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 I fear the elves, but I love their cookies.
1: So okay, that was worth it. That was worth it. Patriotic American. That, that no, no, Just stop. stop on the laugh, Tim. You got the laugh. Stop okay. now. No, because they're wearing green uniforms. That's no, hilarious. And selling cookies. That's hilarious. Stop right there. Stop on a high
0: note. That's well, I have hilarious. To to the, I have to get to the point. He wonders where his daughter is. <laughs> okay, uh, who in this episode would have a spinoff
1: TV show, John? Who <laughs> would have a spinoff TV? show? <laughs> you know shows. the question that's coming. I know the question that's coming. Um, I was gonna, because I was gonna say Joan Crawford's agent, who we're calling Lou now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But does that can it be from either? Because that was gonna be my answer. Lou, he tries. No? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes. Uh, he becomes Elkie Summers. He becomes Elkie Summers agent in the 70s. Elkie tries Summer. to get her, tries to get her dramatic roles, but all he can get her is like match game in Hollywood Squares. That's uh-huh. all I remember Elkie Summer from. I realize <laughs> right. that like she did movies. Like she even did a movie with Sharon Tate. But like oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, all I ever knew Elkie from was like, you know, well, what's match the TV game. show
0: called? What's the is it a ho- hilarious comedy?
1: Elkie gets Elkie. Okay. And like he just got some terrible jobs. <laughs> Here's Elkie. Here's Elkie. That's the name of the show. Here's Elkie. Okay. And he tries he's, to get her. He's he's married like, to a Cuban woman. You know, and then like and then she goes out and she tries like she get he tries to get her jobs from the studio heads, but with her being German, she insults the Jewish executives. Uh-huh. Like you know, I am the I am the master race, you know. And then she loses the job. <laughs> okay. you, know, you know, like Every each week, week, like she gets a little closer, a little closer, but she can't help herself. <laughs> and she's like, "I want all the Jews dead." Oh jeez. <laughs> and and so, yeah, so just, she has to like well.
0: Back on match game for you, Elkie. Is this the show that replaced the Smothers Brothers show after they got This is the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we we want <laughs> good anti-Semitic humor at eight <laughs> o'clock is one thing. Don't be don't be making jokes about the Vietnam War. Here's Alki. The so
0: my my idea for a TV spinoff is Mr. Mooney because at the end the producers were interested in him. I'm like, what? What's what? What were they interested in, in him for? So Mr. Mooney would have a spin-off TV show. <clears throat> the show would be about Mr. Movie. Mr. Movie. Mr. Mooney moving to Hollywood to be a movie star, but when he gets there, he finds out they only want him for those educational films they make for high school kids. <laughs> Coronet Films. Yes, Coronet Films. And he was too proud to go back to the bank job and admit this is what happened. So he stayed in Hollywood. And uh, he would make such films as don't be the fat one with a mustache. And are you fat? <laughs> Do you have a mustache? Uh, also, the classic Coronet educational film: Should you shave your whole body? But in one episode, he gets a call
1: for a movie, and he finds. But out. I think the show. I think the show <laughs> was set in Los Angeles, though, so he wouldn't have to move anywhere. Well, he had to move down the road. Oh, okay. He couldn't have stayed like in. He couldn't have stayed in like <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga, or is that where they live? El Segundo, or. He couldn't have stayed anywhere like that, or Burbank. He had, he had to move to Hollywood. But, yeah. but in in one episode, he gets,
0: gets called for a movie where he finds out he was called in because he does shave his whole body. They wanted him to play a naked dead male prostitute or sex worker, uh, and you know, hilarity ensues. He doesn't want to play that, and he, he, want to he play often that. he often gets called to play these kind of parts. And the show is called The Full Mooney.
1: <laughs> I'll take you. I take okay, you. Stop break. now.
0: There a long go.
1: walk. Just take a long walk. Take the laugh. Stop now. Take the laugh. Stop now. We should probably <laughs> we'll read get the letter out of next here. week. Let's read. Yeah, the George's we'll letter next week. week. It is so riveting. <laughs> um, we it will is. read the letter next
0: week. Um, but listen, I, you picked. Um, is it your
1: turn to pick a movie?
0: I don't know. It is. Tell, tell me the movie you picked.
1: I was going to do Teenagers from Outer Space. Oh, okay. A, a 1959 American independent black and white science fiction cult film released by Warner Brothers. And then as I'm reading it, it says, you, you found In 1987, it the film entered the public domain in the United States because Warner Brothers did not renew its copyright registration. <laughs> oh, We can do anything. We can play the sound from the whole movie, John. Exactly, so like... Yeah, there <laughs> you go, there you go. Like, we're your brother, <laughs> just like, I don't care, we don't... Do we want to keep the race to that? No. No. We can use as much of it as we want. There you go. Whew. Whew. All right, well, Tim, I guess it's about that time, huh?
0: Yes, where's all my notes? Like and follow us. Email us at setibimco with an E... At gmail.com. You could tell us a short story about high school yeah. if you don't want to be on the show. But if you want to be on the show, give us a hint. Yeah. Uh we're on uh Twitter, Seti Seti uh Bim. Oh, John. What's happening? At at SETI Bim. At Seti Bim? At Seti In- Bim. Instagram Seti underscore Bimco. Is that right? Bimco without any.
1: Oh God look up mm-hmm. city Boomco. look it up in the internet yeah, look it up look it up put these see, what a, i'm thinking i'm thinking like people just aren't grasping you know that's <laughs> my hope at least so like people just grasping grasping. give us 10 stars and like us and follow us and john yeah. uh,
0: we're either gonna watch this movie next week or have a guest okay <clears throat> is that
1: it all right that'll do it good goodbye bye tim
0: Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Petty Party Line production. Party Line.
1: It's a party line.
0: That's my joke. It's cold
1: out. There's no beast. Paul McMuffin. Paul McMuffin. Paul McMuffin. I thought that was hilarious. Never mind. Now, You know, now my heart's (laughs) going into this episode. Paul McMuffin. That was freaking hilarious. Paul McMuffin. Well... Let's try to start
0: again. Let's try to start anew.